0: Hey there! If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired, and when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews-Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. All right. Well, hello, everyone. This is Amy Matthews Mootville, and welcome to Mom on the Fringe. Uh, it's been a while since we've re- actually recorded a podcast episode. I've been on a little hiatus and uh, actually doing some other things and working on some other projects. So I was really excited to hop on here today and get a chance to actually um, talk to my friend, who I'll introduce to you in just a moment, about homeschooling. Um, We are all, because of this coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping across the globe, um, we are all being placed in a very awkward predicament, and that is, um, there are many awkward predicaments, but one of them that is on the forefront of a lot of mothers' minds is the concept of homeschooling, because it's looking more and more as each day goes by, that, that is what we're going to be doing, at least for the short term. We don't know how long, um, we don't know um, really anything right now at the moment, but um, a lot of us are talking about it and a lot of us are concerned. And so I just kind of thought, I'll take this uh, topic to a podcast episode and call up my good friends and get as much valuable information as we possibly can to help us get on the right foot. So now, I, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Kelly Lamont. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Amy. How are you? I am so good. How are you? I am good. So I would love for you just to tell us just a little bit about your journey with homeschooling. Like, when did you start? Why did you start homeschooling? Um, what about homeschooling was attractive to you? And just kind of go into a little bit about that for us.
1: Sure. Um, so it's been a long journey. We actually started homeschooling back in 2013. Um, my oldest was um, in second grade and my second oldest was in kindergarten. And at that point they attended um, just a charter school in the area. And when my oldest was starting school even um before kindergarten we had kind of considered homeschooling um and we we thought well we'll put him in this lottery system for the charter school and if he makes it then good that's what that's where he'll go um but if he didn't then our next intention was to homeschool well long story short he got into the charter school and we were very happy with it he attended it in kindergarten and first grade and um part of second grade. And during that time, my second uh, child was just starting kindergarten. And so we were fine with school, but then we started noticing almost at the mid-year point that um, we had some struggles, very different. Um, my daughter was really struggling with reading, and um, we kind of knew that was coming. She had some significant speech delays, um, which she was receiving therapy for, but she was just having a really hard time connecting, like, letters to words, and she was just really struggling in that area, Um, and my oldest was just being under-stimulated. He was just bored. And so um, what we ended up having to do was when they came home from school, we were essentially schooling after school. to just kind of make up for the gaps that they were both experiencing. Um, And so we kind of figured after a while that the school upon school um, that we were doing just was making them not like school. And I mean, I wasn't happy they weren't happy. And so we kind of just came to an aha, aha moment. And we just decided that you know, okay, this is enough. Like, we're just going to take this into our own hands and we're just going to to homeschool.
0: So that is, that's kind of where you started. And what did you, like, what did you do? Like, I remember after you were sort of having this, this kind of realization. In fact, I can't even believe it was seven years ago. That's really hard to believe. (laughs) Um, But I remember you kind of coming to that realization that that's what you needed to do and it was mid-year, right? So you were kind of scrambling to, like, get resources and sort of figure out what to do. So tell us a little bit about that journey of sort of scrambling together.
1: Sure. So we, um, when we decided, we made the decision to homeschool, um, I was going to wait until just the following school year, but then after I talked to another homeschool mom, she's like, you know what, just just pull them now I mean there's no sense in waiting and so um I talked to my husband and you know we were both kind of on board and then that kind of left me like okay now what and so the first thing I did is I went to the library and I got every single book on homeschooling they had and I read them all which I'm not saying is necessary but I learned a lot and um with that information, I was kind of able to determine, you know, what I wanted our homeschool to look like, like what kinds of, or what I thought, because we'd never done it before, like what kind of curriculum I thought my kids would enjoy, what kind of curriculum, um, I would enjoy teaching and just try to piece together this, the school for my kids. Um, I, it was scary, and I, I felt very um, underqualified. But uh, we were determined that we were just gonna we were gonna do this. We were gonna see if it worked, and we are gonna see if it worked for our kids. And that's kind of where we ended up. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it was a kind of hectic, um, anxious time because it's always hard to do something new that you've never done before, and you know you want to do it well It's your kids' education. Um, and so
0: it was uh, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you were able and and you are sort of a phenomenon because you did get into this and you like, you know, pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and you learned all you could. Um, And so I kind of want to just jump in from there because I think what we're dealing with here, um, you know, is sort of this sort of trial by fire moment where we're all, you know, many, 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 many of us are going to be thrown in um, as of next week, some of us already this week. Um, to a state of, oh my God, what do I do? Um, I have to teach my children now. And fortunately, I'm pretty sure, and maybe I'm a little bit too um, confident in this, but I think I'm probably on the right track when I say that um, we're probably going to have resources given to us and we're probably going to have, you know, uh, some form of uh, conferencing in or, uh, you know, virtual classroom scenario where the teachers are still involved in our kids' lives, um, maybe sending us worksheets, maybe sending us, um, you know, uh, resources that we need to look up. But obviously, it's not going to be the same because they're not going to be, you know, working with our kids seven hours out of the day like they have been. And so we're going to be primarily in charge of that um, ourselves. I don't know how it's going to look. Um again, I don't want to jump to conclusions about how that's going to look, but I think um I think it's really helpful just to kind of talk about that and um you know talk about the the things that you would pop you would do, you know, as a homeschooling mom who's done this for the last seven years, um, what you would do if this was sort of your situation and um, you know what you found to be challenges. challenges and what you found to be, um, you know, great things about it, and what you found to be, you know, mistakes you made that you wish, you know, you wished you would have probably not had that mentality, or maybe not enforced certain things. I, I would just love, we would just love to sort of hear that conversation, and then I'll kind of go into some practical tips when you are done telling us about that. <laughs> so what, sure. what, so yeah, that was a lot. There were like four, <laughs> four or five part questions. So what would you do if you were in our predicament of just being thrown into this and where would you start right now um, with all that information um, with just beginning your journey? okay
1: I think that um gosh I think that it's important to just keep it relaxed and I think that it's a great opportunity for parents to kind of identify areas that maybe your child is struggling in and it's a good opportunity to give them some extra attention so maybe they feel more confident in that area that you know that they're not excelling in um, and I also think it's an awesome time to identify areas that your child is maybe interested in and then just go to town on the fun things um you know if if the teachers in the school districts are providing you with worksheets and online resources, um, I mean, you can take that to a new level um, and really just like enjoy teaching and just spending that extra time with your kids and having fun and like the whole process of learning. I think that, um, you know, what I've learned during this whole homeschooling journey with our family is that it's just, um, just, an opportunity to extend grace to your kids and to yourself and just to look at each day is just an opportunity um, just to teach your kids and to nurture to them and minister um, just through the schooling um you know you can have a plan just like this whole school school year for um y'all you know you had a plan um and Even if it it didn't work out quite how anyone kind of thought it would, or how it's ever happened in the past, Um, but plans—you know—you can make them, but they're not set in stone. And you know, if you get sidetracked in discussion or are struggling through content, um, you know, it may not come into fruition. But that's okay. Like there are other days, there are other opportunities. Um, And so I think that um, it is just important to just. Take a breath and just know that, you know, you know your child better than anyone else and you're equipped to teach them, right? Because if you're equipped to parent them, you're equipped to teach them. And, um, I mean, you're teaching them, um, there's really, I guess there's not a lot of, I mean, there is difference, but you have to, um, if you're teaching them, um, as a parent every day and there's really not that big of a difference you know teaching them kind of in a teacher role than a parent role right like you are um instilling knowledge and values um and just helping them you know with the world around them so i understand it's very um overwhelming and yeah. um it can cause a lot of anxiety but at the end of the day you know like no one is better equipped to handle this than you are
0: right yeah yeah I love that. And I love the idea. I mean, you said relaxed. We need to just relax about, um, that whole concept. I think for many of us, you know, um, I know friends, I've got friends from one end of the spectrum to the other, as far as, you know, being really, really, um, like you just very much very passionate about homeschooling and I have friends that have we've had conversations and they're like I could never ever do that my kids wouldn't listen there's no way they would um, pay attention to me they would learn nothing from me other than you know how to look up um, something on YouTube (laughs) I mean literally those are the conversations but I love that you're just saying you know like we need to relax Um, we need to realize that we know our kids better than anyone else. And, um, and just, you know, it's a learning experience, right? Totally. Um, I love that you, you know, you really approach it from a positive perspective always every time we've talked about it, you're very positive. Um, but were you always that way? I mean, like, I, I think we need to know sort of like, what, what are we getting into? I mean, even if this is just for two weeks, Um, We need to know what are we getting into here and what are going to be some of the pitfalls not being used to this?
1: Oh, sure. So I remember the first day that we were supposed to start homeschooling. I was so nervous. I felt like I was starting a new job that I was unprepared for. Kind of like almost when I started my first job out of college, um, I was scared and I I was almost to the point of tears and my husband was like what is wrong and I told him I'm so scared and he's like what are you scared of he was like the he's like you know these kids these kids are your biggest fans they're never gonna think that you know anything you do they're not that's not a poor reflection on you they're they are they they love you no matter what and that was just so encouraging it was kind of just like a a moment that I was like, yeah, you're right. My kids love me. You know, I don't have to be teacher of the year. (laughs) They don't, you know, they know me as mommy and, you know, now they're just going to know me in a little bit different role as, you know, teacher. And so, um, that was really just such a great moment. I'm so appreciative of my husband, um, for just really giving me that wisdom and encouragement when we started. And so, um, I think that, you know, like with anything, it's anything that is new, you know, is scary, but anything that's, um, worth doing is always going to be a little scary. If it takes you out of your comfort zone, you know, that's, that's good. It's, it's, it's growing you and it's going to grow your kids. And, um, it's, it's going to be, um, an experience that, you know, will create bonds and memories and, um, just something that'll kind of just become like a glue for your family. You know, you'll be, even if it's just for a minute, you'll be, you'll be a homeschool family. (laughs) And, um, you know, and that's, you know, a lot of time together. That's a lot of like, just, um, opportunities to, um, teach, but just like really just nurture and minister your kids and just, um, be able to just love on them in ways that maybe you weren't able to before because you just didn't have, you know, that, that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And, um, it's great that you mentioned that too, because Lauren Humphreys, our mutual friend, I talked to her today and she was saying the same thing. Like, this is something that they're, this is a moment in time that they will never forget. Um, and you know, why not make it a positive one? I love that she said that. And I think that's a really great, um, a, a great point there is it's going to be a moment that they are going to never forget that time that they couldn't leave the house that time that (laughs) they couldn't go to school that time that you guys couldn't go to a restaurant and um and go out in public and be around people who couldn't even go to church right and so um you know they're going to remember that but how are they going to remember it when it comes to how you handled it
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've often heard that, you know, mom's emotions and it kind of runs the whole, you know, ship of the home. And so, you know, when mom's off, the whole household kind of feels that it's like a ripple effect. Right. And so if you go into this being, um, you know, confident and excited, then your kids are going to be confident and excited, you know, about, about learning from you and you teaching them, Um, And, you know, our kids, every year, we always say, you know, we homeschool, um, you know, year by year, kid by kid, if there's ever, um, if there's ever a child who doesn't want to do this anymore, wants to try public school or because, you know, my oldest went to public school for, you know, kindergarten first and part of second, my second only went to public school one semester and my two youngest have never been to public school. They've been homeschooled their whole entire life. But each year, you know, we kind of discuss it when we plan our curriculum and plan our year. And, you know, like, do y'all still want to homeschool? Do you want to like check out public schools? And every single one of my kids are like, no, we love homeschooling. They have just developed like this love for learning and just this like joy and this cohesion of being together. And it's beautiful. And so I think that, you know, any opportunity that we can give our kids to just um, make bonds or build memories or just really identify being part as a, of a family unit is, like, just a great, great opportunity um, to give to them.
0: I love that. I love that, Kelly. Um, one of the things that I have been asked with regards to this whole homeschooling thing, especially with kids with littles, like, you know, under um the junior high age is um you know how do you handle the frustration and the overwhelm (laughs) Uh, I mean and I know your kids um you know they're much like mine they do talk a lot and (laughs) you know and they're always asking questions and they're always you know needing something you know I feel like that's the biggest thing people are asking like oh my god what do I do Um, when I've got them always in my face and how have you, I mean, you're such a laid back person, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a very, um, patient person. How did you cope with that? Like, how did you handle that? And how would you, how would you, um, advise, um, people to like get sort of get a grip? Um, I'm talking to me, um, with regards to, you know, just having that patience with complete, well, sometimes, um, we'll talk about order in just a minute but um you know sort of that chaos that is it kind of comes with the territory at the beginning right
1: totally totally um when we first started homeschooling there was definitely I'll call it a transition period <laughs> where my yeah. kids had to kind of distinguish between school time and home time because they were used to home as being like you know home fun um, you know not yeah. school <laughs> and yeah. so um it over time, I've just learned to just be super realistic about my kids and their behavior. Um, And I've also learned that it's been extremely helpful to kind of learn how they learn best. Um, And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, sometimes behaviors aren't necessarily, um, you know, behaviors to frustrate you or things like that. Um, It's just, let me give you an example. So like one of my kiddos like prefers to stand while completing a math lesson. Um, and one of my kids like, they do best if they're listening to music while they're like researching or writing. And, um, another one like insists on like doodling every time I teach a concept. Um, so you know, this, when we first started teaching our kids and when we first started homeschooling, I kind of looked at these behaviors as kind of like rude and a bad thing doing. Yeah. Like this is not how you're supposed to behave. (laughs) But, um, you know, the more I learned and the more I spent time with them and learned how they learn, like these behaviors, um, are actually how they learn best and take in information. Like I used to um, (laughs) quiz my daughter who always seemed to just like, she could never sit still. Like I would be reading or we'd be talking and she would just be like spinning around or like fidgeting or rolling. or I mean, just like not sitting still. And so, um, you know, there'd be so many times where I kind of try to catch her and be like, you know, what, what was I just saying or ask her like specific questions about what we were talking about. And the more I did it, the more I realized like she's totally paying attention. This is how she's like processing and learning. And so I think by identifying those kind of behaviors in your kiddos, you're going to be frustrated a lot less. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that, um, my learning style or my teaching style isn't maybe sometimes bothered (laughs) by the way that they, you know, are processing information and, um, which is resulting in whatever behavior is they're behaving in um but i feel like those kind of things and identifying those kind of things has been really helpful with just um making sure um that we are kind of on the same page and that like i kind of i am viewing their behaviors not so much as you know bad behaviors or frustrating behaviors but those are just behaviors of you know that's their learning style and that's how they're processing information and so um I, I I found that to be probably one of the most helpful things about not being frustrated. Um, I also find that, that it's really helpful to have, uh, like, just a specific area in your home where you're going to just do school. Yeah. And to, so it kind of, sw- yeah, it, like, switches the brain to kind of school mode and away from home mode. And so even if that's your kitchen table, which, you know, we've had to do, um, plenty of times before we were able to kind of designate a homeschool area, but just to kind of, um, say, okay, this is where we do school. This is where school takes place. Even though it's in our home, this is, you know, where school takes place. And, um, I feel like once I kind of switch turns on and, um, my kiddos are, um, in school mode, you know, they, are learning and we are doing school and, um, you know, it's not, um, they're, they're, they're more focused and, um, we're all in like a better environment when we're in our learning environment. Right. Um, I also, um, know that, um, (laughs) and this has all been learning, um, for several years and trying to several different things. But I noticed that like, when I tell my kiddos, like, um, the first thing during the week, so we homeschool um Tuesdays through Fridays. So every uh, Tuesday morning, like the first thing we do, you know, is we go over the week and what we're going to be covering. Um, and so they kind of know like what to expect and, yeah. um, that like kind a of theme, colors. like
0: a theme for the week. Totally.
1: So, you know, if it's, so like our, so our history curriculum, we'll go, I'll do like a brief overview of everything we're studying for the whole entire week. And then we'll kind of break it down, you know, and overall, but kind of piece by piece to just to see if they have any questions or understand like the topic. And then we'll kind of delve into it, but we kind of go over kind of what's happening. So they kind of know what's going on. So they're not taken by surprise. Right. And um, that kind of goes also along with just setting up our school day routine. Um, I found that when they know what to expect, their behavior kind of reflects it. And so, um, if they know, you know, from this time to this time, we're going to be doing this and then we're going to move on from this, you know, to do something else. And then we're going to have lunch and then we're going to have outside time or do you know what I mean? And then, and also if you notice that your kiddos are just not cooperative, then you need to just take a breath and take a break. And like, do something else, whether that be like, you know what, let's go outside, let's go, you know, play a game of tag, or let's go, you know, listen to music and dance, or let's, you know, sometimes, you know, despite all of your best efforts, you know, behaviors just erupt, they're kids, right, and so um, I think it's really important to kind of also know, like, not know when to push a little, but, you know, also know when to back up, and say, you know what, they're not going to, if I continue to press this, they're not necessarily not going moved. to, a,
0: yeah, right. Not totally. Kinda... And it's just going to erupt. Right. Um,
1: and there's a and difference
0: also... between there's a, di- sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's no, a difference sorry. between, um, you know, being in a classroom setting where you have to get through a certain subject and, and, you know, by a certain time, because then you're going to transfer to another class, you know, totally. there's, a mm-hmm. a, there's a difference in that um, compared to what you've got at home, which is, we got all day to figure to do this, <laughs> you know? So I guess that that's also something to realize too. Like, you know, you're not, yes, you'd like to get it done, but at the same time, you need to read their, their uh, body language and all of that too. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, absolutely. And I think that, you know, if you are just very attentive and just pay attention to like how things are going, or if, you know, you maybe think, okay, this is how I'm going to present this topic to my kid. And it may be maybe like super fascinating to you, but as you go in and, and you're talking to your kid about it or trying to teach it and you see their eyes blazing over, then, yeah. you know, that's a good opportunity to pause and maybe reassess like, okay, maybe I can present this in yeah. a way that's maybe a little bit more um, compelling <laughs> to learning. Yeah. And oh. Often I often also use, um, kind of phrases to kind of redirect behavior, especially if like my kiddos are maybe, um, starting a conversation that's not school related, like during school time. <laughs> um, I often, you know, use phrases like I have an idea, let's do school. Let's talk about that later. Like I say that mm-hmm. so many times, especially to my littlers, my mm-hmm. little ones, um, that, you know, I'm just like, I'm an idea, let's do school. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just kind of things and the the last thing that I can think of that um has really um kind of helped, um, maybe not with behaviors, but just really having them um kind of love school and really make it um go Go well, um, is we always end the week with something fun. Um, so we've done like field trip Friday. So like every Friday we would take a field trip, and we kind of try to relate it to like what we are learning. Or um, we usually save like chemistry labs or like fun science experiments for Friday. Or we do big art projects on Friday that kind of tie in with our lessons. Or we do like cooking projects. Like if we're studying um, a state or a country that week, we will make food from that state or that country. And I'm not saying like, it's always delicious. And there's lots of times they don't eat it, (laughs) but we always have fun, you know, making it. And so I feel like knowing that there's a fun kind of end cap to the week, um, really gives my kids like something fun to look forward to. And that just kind of motivates them to just, um, you know, just, uh, want to do school and just be like the best little learners they can be. Um,
0: yeah. It motivates their, it, it, it touches their heart and motivates them to want to do, to do the best and to learn. Sure. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to transition from that, you know, a, a, again, like I said, there's so many questions and there's so many things that have come up. Um, when I've talked to my friends about this, And I want to transition over to their questions maybe and have you just, um, if you can answer them, great. If you feel like I'm not, you know, the person to ask about this, that's fine too. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I feel like you, I feel like, you know, you've done this long enough to where you have it. I think the big difference here is obviously we don't know how long this is going to be um you know a lot of us are going to be working while we're trying to homeschool so that's going to be also a big a big thing um and also we aren't really sure yet of what curriculum is going to be coming to us and what the involvement with the teacher um is going to be so um a lot of that is sort of uh, uh, interesting however you know i think one of the things that people also need to realize is as a mother, as a parent, um, you are pretty much in charge once your kids are in your care. Um, and I don't know how they're addressing this. Um, you know, when they're enrolled in a certain district or whatever um, in public school, but. Um, you know, at this moment, at this moment right now, um, while they're in our care, it's kind of up to us to decide what they're going to learn <laughs> while yeah. they're in our care. Um, you know, we we are probably going to be guided and given given stuff, but at the end of the day, it's got to fit in with how we, um, you know, the, the, our other children, our other responsibilities, um, but and at the end of the day, I think it's really just an important thing to realize that, like, You could pull your kid out at any moment in time and homeschool them, and Mm -hmm. it's completely up to you how you do that. So if something doesn't jive with you, um, if something's not working for you, you have the complete freedom um, to change that up and do it in a way that is um, good and productive and unstressful um and peaceful you know the keeping joy and peace in the household as much as possible um for your family so your thoughts on that um great
1: so i feel like one of the beauties of homeschooling is really um having those freedoms and those choices to really customize curriculum um to that suits your child because every child is different. Every child learns differently and every child, um, you know, is, is, you know, their own little person (laughs) with, um, all of their quirks and, and just interest intricacies. And so I feel like, um, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about homeschooling is being able to, um, specifically pick out curriculum, um, for my kiddos. Now, I mean, I think that the the school district, um, you know, providing you with um, curriculum would be, you know, kind of a seamless—not a seamless, but it an easier transition. Like it should transition. be
0: seamless, but we don't yeah. know, right? We don't know, if <laughs> right, be seamless. right, right,
1: right. Yeah. But I think that you can use, you know, utilize what they're giving you, but that also doesn't mean that you can't customize it totally. Yeah customize it to your kids. Right. And really just um, make it fun, make it exciting. Like, you know, if your um, kiddos are studying, I don't know, worms in science, then, you know, go to the gas station and get some bait and, you know, keep them as pets and, you know, (laughs) you know, like do all the things like we did all this a couple of weeks ago and now they're in our garden. But what I'm saying is just like, you just, you know, you can still take what they give you and make it something that your child will will love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm jumping into the questions because we got to wrap up here pretty soon. Um, So my friend Letty said, um, what kind of schedule might you have and how strictly do you stick to (laughs) the schedule? I'd
1: say that our family is not a schedule family, we're more of a routine family. We've tried both, but I feel like it's very stressful to keep on um, exact scheduling with timing and everything like that, because there are often times when, um, when, you know, things go over or life happens. Right. Um, and you know, and if you, then you're messed up and it's just kind of, um, becomes like kind of chaos and just a, an additional stress stressor you don't need. So our family follows a routine and it's pretty much the same every day we school, um, briefly we, we wake up. So our, um, our family, we homeschool, and then my husband also works from home, and so we're together all the time, <laughs> always, and so um, what um, we typically do is, you know, we wake up um, right around, I don't know, 7 or 7.30, just depending. Um, and if it's nice out, we take a walk. We come back. Our kids do our their chores. We kind of get ready. And we always try to start school, um, you know, after breakfast, like right around like 9. And then I typically have kind of just a, a general... Uh, flow of our day. So there are certain subjects that I kind of try to finish with before we wrap up for lunch. Like, and I, I noticed that if my students, or my ch- my children um, are, you know, if there's a subject that they don't necessarily love, that's what I knock out first. I always yeah. have them do those subjects that they don't particularly love first because we just knock them out of the way. And then the rest of the day, like once they finish that, that's a, a, an accomplishment, right? And so they are able to just, you know, their days are the day, the rest of the day kind of flows nicely. And so we always, what ends up usually that being Mm -hmm. is usually math. Mm-hmm. um knock math and my older all of their kind of independent work like history and science and while they're doing independent work um I work with my two youngers and we knock out phonics and we knock out um math and we do English and language art and writing and handwriting. I try to do the majority of the things um with my youngers who are in second grade they're twins um while my my older two are kind of occupied doing their independent work and um and then, at, then we have lunch, and then after lunch, we kind of, um, I work with my, my older two, and so our family kind of does a lot of joint subjects, like we do history together, we do our Bible studies together, we do science together, now um, we're doing chemistry, right, and so my kiddos, you know, my second graders aren't really going to necessarily understand all the things of chemistry. Right. But, um, I found that when you group subjects together, they still retain nuggets of information. They might not understand everything that's going on, but they're still like learning. And so, um, those are kind of subjects we kind of save to the afternoon. And so that's kind of our, our routine. And um, so I think that's really been helpful for our family to not have that like structured, okay, from eight fifteen to nine o'clock, we're going to do this, you know, and just kind of keep it flowing with a, with a routine. And that's kind of how our day kind of unfolds. And we're usually done, you know, right around, I don't know, between two and three, just depending on how, how our day goes. Um okay. And so that's kind of how a typical homeschool day looks for us.
0: I love that um, because, yeah, everyone is going to be different every day. Um, You know, there's going to be different things that come up and do. But I love that you you kind of stick to that routine. Um, I love the idea of getting things done that are hard quicker. And I love also the idea of starting the day out on a very – um sort of relaxed um you know fun sort of uh you know note where you're you know like you said taking a walk spending that time together um getting chores out of the way and all of that i feel like that's that's a really great um way to to do it because i feel like you know, some of us might be like, you know, come Monday morning after spring break, be like everybody up. <laughs> right. And I think that's also a really important point, Amy,
1: is that your day is not going to look like your, your kid's public school day. And that took right. me a minute to kind of wrap my head around when we first started homeschooling. And I feel like, um, if I could kind of go back and, um, kind of say to, to, you know, past Kelly, like you just need to simplify this because, you Mm. know, you, your day is not a a public school day and that's okay. (laughs) And your kids are still learning. They're still doing school, but it's, you know, it doesn't have to be as like structured um, as, as it is in public school.
0: Yeah, Um, talk briefly, I'm gonna ask you another question here in just a second, but you did mention chores and that's something you and I have talked about a lot (laughs) Um, and it's something that I feel, and and I've talked to a lot of my friends with kids that are in school and in all these activities after school and soccer and piano and blah, blah, blah. Um, They feel like asking them to do you know, all these different things is really, really hard. It's really hard, even on a Saturday morning, um, Mm -hmm. to get, you know, your kids up and make sure they're doing their share. So, um, tell me how that's working for you. I mean, you're, you, I feel like you're very relaxed, but you also run a very tight ship. Um, (laughs) and that's what I love about you because, um, you know, for me, it's either all or nothing. I mean, I kind of run my life like that too. And, and something that is, um, good in some ways, and it's also, um, you know, I've said before to people, I'm either like on top of it all, or I'm a complete train wreck, and <laughs> so, um, you know, either I'm on my kids, like catch your room clean, you know, and, like a drill sergeant, or I'm like, whatever, I don't care, they're gonna, you know, it's <laughs> not gonna happen, so, you um, you know, I'm not speaking to everyone, but I'm just speaking for some of my friends and some of the people that might be listening. How are you doing this with chores and implementing them? And how would you go about just quickly, like a nutshell version um, of like help getting them to start chiming in and chipping in, um, and doing some things on a gradual, like, level, um, yeah, totally. where you feel like you're not just like, cause it, it it's going to be a change for many of us in our daily structure of them going to school and us picking up everything, right. um, versus them being home and, and eating the things and sitting on the couches and, you know, making the messes. And it, I know for, for myself, I know I can already see that this is going to be a huge adjustment for us yes. all. <laughs> Um, you'll,
1: you'll, you'll quickly realize that, you know, the more your home, the more messy your house is. And that's just (laughs) how it kind of is. Um, in terms of chores, I kind of just, um, took the chores that I wanted my kids to do. And I kind of, um took them out in like bite-sized pieces if that makes sense and so I kind of broke up all the chores that I kind of wanted my kids to do or like an area that I wanted my kids to help me focus on in a day and I kind of just chunked them um so to speak and so our chore chart is um you know it says everybody's name and then it it's kind of broken down into increments so it'll say morning chores and then each kid will have like two or three morning chores to like really easy like make your bed or take your laundry downstairs or feed the chickens or, you know, um, things like that. And then, so that kind of takes care of what they do when they, when they first wake up in the morning. And then the next chunk of time is like, lunchtime chores. And that's like, you know, setting the table or wiping off the placemats and wiping off the table, you know, after lunch or, you know, helping prepare lunch or things like that. And then the next increment of time would be like our afternoon tidy. And so that kind of focuses on, you know, if I'm kind of working on like today, for instance, is the, the living room is the kind of area of focus. I always focus on Tuesdays in my living room. And so like one, child will vacuum and the other one will, you know, wipe down the doors and the windows and the other one will kind of do a quick wipe on the baseboards and dust and, you know, things like that. And so they're so each increment of chores is small and bite-sized and really manageable because if I were to give my kids just a list and say, do this today, you know, it's kind of overwhelming, like, and that'd be overwhelming for me too. And so I know like when I do like my, um, kind of home management tasks. I always try to just kind of make them into manageable pieces. And so that's what I did with my kids. And then, um, they seem to really appreciate that and it works really well. And so I really don't get pushback because it's like just a couple of things, you know, and that in the evening, you know, as someone was at the table for dinner, someone will wipe down and I was just kind of rotate it back and forth. So not everyone's always doing the same thing um, especially with my twins, like, you know, for one meal, one will set, I want to wipe down and the next I'll flop it. So they're not like, I'm always doing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, then someone will vacuum and someone will sweep the table and my bigger kids, like I rotate, like one will load the dishwasher and one will wipe up the counter and, you know, put food in the fridge and stuff like that. And so I feel like, um, that's really worked well for our family and it was pretty, um, it was easy for me to implement and, um, it's really easy for me to manage because, you know, each little time increment, you know, is, um, easy for me to see whether or not they're doing it. and they don't mind only doing, you know, a couple of at a time, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I, I think that's a really r- like homeschooling. That's a really, uh, a big thing that we all just sort of, you know, t- have to take a deep breath about. And, um, sure. and it's definitely like, even, even just like all of that just sort of for me, I have to resist myself getting overwhelmed just thinking about it. And so I'm, I'm I, I love how you're just, you know, your theme. I, I love this conversation because your theme is like start easy, like start simple, don't make it hard. Um, but we are going to need help from them. We are going to need them to pitch in. This is a, you know, a concerted effort. We're not the ones like cleaning everything, cooking the meals and teaching them and working and do, you know, like it can't be all on us. -hmm. Yeah. It can't be all on us. Okay. I'm going to scoot along to, um, a couple other questions. How do you get your kids to listen to you? (laughs)
1: Um, gosh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess I don't, I mean, I have, um, I guess my kids have always kind of been just like, good listeners, but I think that kind of boils down to, um, that I, just the way that we, um, parents, we are, um, pretty laid back. Um, both my husband and I are pretty laid back parents. And, um, but we also, um, have expectations of our children. And so, um, I think, I feel like we've always just taught them, you know, to be good listeners, like, from a very early age, and so that's kind of just um, overflowed into our homeschooling. I'm not saying <laughs> that my kids are always 100 percent listening. That's absolutely not true. I have um, a couple of I'll call them spirited children that <laughs> you know are just a little bit more um, rambunctious or just have more energy, and you know sometimes you know we've we've just learned like different um, ways to just kind of reel them back in and. Um again, like to what I said before, like if you're paying attention and you're noticing that they are just consistently not listening, you know, um, rather than um, lose it or blow up or you know have like an incident between you, um, you know, that's just an opportunity to really just assess the situation and you know come up with an alternative to um, utilize that energy or you know. in in a way that is um is good for your relationship
0: (laughs) if that makes sense no I love that I love that um I think that also has to do again with what you said with setting expectations at the very beginning and saying this is what we're going to be doing and do you also I mean maybe you don't have to do this anymore but I think for some of us that are you know even struggling in the parenting's um sector (laughs) in general in the limited time that they are around us you know and this is uh, this I laugh but this is sort of a wake-up call for for many of us because you know disciplinary issues don't get resolved many times when you're busy um and so when you are home homeschooling them you're forced to deal with these disciplinary issues and so um, that setting expectations, like you said, I feel like is a really good way of, of, of saying, okay, guys, this is what's expected of you, and did you also lay out, um, you know, what was going to happen if they didn't, and what were those things that you said, um, if you can remember, or what are the things your kids know, um, you know, you mean business, and they're not going to get away, like you said, without having to sure. scream and yell and blow your top, because that's, I have to say in the year that I was homeschooling, um, when my son was in kinder and I had a three year old and a nine month old, um, (laughs) I, there were many days where I was just about to completely lose it. I mean, it was like, you know, vodka at 10 o'clock if I could (laughs) have. Um, so I, I'd love to just kind of hear your, your take on that.
1: Sure. Um, so I guess one of the things that we do is, you know, when I am correcting my child, I always use the phrase, do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? And I need them to acknowledge to me that they do understand what I'm asking them or what I'm trying, you know, um, what I'm saying. And so, you know, when they acknowledge me, yes, I understand. And then they, um, repeat that behavior, then, you know, that's time for a consequence. And, um, we do kind of natural consequences for, um, for actions and behaviors. And, um, so for instance, if I have a kiddo who is just like constantly melting down, just like, Melting down and just kind of overreacting um, all day, or just you know any chance or kind of you know being mean to siblings or so on. Um, that natural consequence to me says, okay, well you you're tired, like you are not handling you know your emotions well, and so that natural consequence is, buddy, you're gonna have to go to bed a little early because, you know, you are showing me that you didn't get enough sleep last night. And, you know, I understand <laughs> that, you know, I, I understand you're feeling these things, but you know, you can't react to, um, you can't react to people in this way. And so, um, we, we try to do utilize as natural consequences, or you know, and that's love teenage, and logic,
0: right? Is, is that totally that's total sort of love, and, uh, the, yeah, totally parenting with love and logic, yeah, yes,
1: yes. And so, we just try to make like logical consequences for behaviors, you know. And so, if my um teenager is um misusing his cell phone, right, which we have a lot of parameters for him to have a phone, but, you know, if he is, you know, he's not supposed to, or I don't know, something along those lines, then you know, the logical consequence is, like, yes, my buddy, you get your phone taken away, right, like, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, so we're just trying to be, um, we're really consistent about consequences, and, you know, when we say, like, you know, um, so my kids, like they have to earn video game time. We have video game time like once.
0: Now talk about that. I want to, I want, I want you to, because people are going to go what? So
1: (laughs) our kids like earn screen time during the week. So we have video game day on Saturday and, you know, they play, I don't know, maybe two hours, maybe sometimes two If and a half. (laughs) We're feeling kind of generous or, you know, they've had a really good week. And so they, um, earn video game time and how they earn video game time is, you know, by, um, doing their chores without being told or actually better doing their chores well, because, you know, there's a difference in doing a job and doing a a job well done. Right. And so we're trying to instill that character trait, like, you know, what you do be really good at it. Right. Right. Um, and so if you're going to sweep a floor, then sweep that floor, you know, like nobody else. (laughs) And Mm so, um, they earn, they accrue right their video game time. And so if they're not, um, behaving accordingly or, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing, um, then, you know, they don't have as much video game time as their siblings. And let me tell you that hurts. (laughs) So, you know, if the rest of your siblings is, you know, having two hours of video game time and you've only earned like 30 minutes, like, you know, that's kind of impactful. (laughs) Um, especially, you know, when you're limiting screen time anyway. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of just always tried to be um, logical and consistent with um, discipline or consequences, um, just, you know, to shape behavior and just build, you know, good character
0: and, um, and things like that in our kids. So natural consequences, logical consequences, and consistent is what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> Yes. See what? So why haven't I been able to do this for the last eleven years? That seems pretty easy, right? Oh gosh. Okay, I have one more question for you. Thank you, Kelly, for that. That's really helpful for for all of us. Um, I hear there's here's one. I hear there's so many great resources. How do you pick the one that's the best fit for your kids? And um, this question is is sort of geared towards a friend of mine, Rachel, and she's saying. What if your kids need more hands-on learning? Like what if your kids are dyslexic or ADHD? Um, and how do you have the extra help for these kinds of needs? Is are there where do you find resources for these things? And this might be a question you may or may not be able to answer, but if you have some resources, we'd love them. Uh oh, Kelly, can you repeat that? I,
1: I lost oh, sure. it. Sure. Um, I think just like a a general online search, I don't have direct experience with, um, with, any of those types of homeschooling, but I know that people, um, you know, blog about it and do, and, you know, I know there's like a homeschooling website with, you know, for kids who, um, are on the autism spectrum. And I know there's a homeschooling site that, you know, had for kids that, um, do, um, have, um, ADHD or things of that nature. And so, pretty much, like, there's so much online, and there's so much, like, free content online, Um, and uh, to answer the activity one, I have just, like, there's so many things that, you know, I um, think, okay, well, you know, I really, like, my kid is really interested in this, like, you know, what can I do to really, like, bring this subject alive to them, and, you know, just with, like, a, you know, search on Pinterest, or just Google, you know, like, activities for such and such, you know, and you'll just get like blown away with so many like creative people out there who have really already, you know, um, done the work for you and you just kind of have to implement it. And so, yeah. um, it's just been, I know like one of my favorite, 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 favorite homeschooling websites. Um, it's, uh, confessions of a homeschooler.com okay. and she's a homeschooling yeah. mom. Yes, she's amazing. She's a homeschool mom of four and she has curriculum and tips. She even has a book that's like homeschooling 101. Um, we've used her like lap books to like coincide with some of our liter literature um studies. We've used like I used all of her um pre-K curriculum for when my kids, you know, weren't quite old enough for kindergarten, but she's got like everything and a lot of it's free and even her um even her curriculum, you know, that you purchase is very inexpensive. Um, that's one that I absolutely love. Another homeschooling um, blog that I love is, is um, plain and not so plain.com. And she um, is a YouTuber and she's like, has, I think 10 kids. She's amazing. And she has a bunch of um, online curriculum that is absolutely free. And she designed it that way because, you know, when she was homeschooling her kids, they didn't always have a ton of money to homeschool. And her stuff is printable, and it's very just, like, no frill. Like, this is the concept, and you can always expound upon it as you wish. But it's amazing. You can always also, like, you know, purchase her actual printed stuff online, too, for very inexpensive. Um, And so I think that, you know, Depending on what your kiddo loves or enjoys or needs help with or, you know, however you feel led, there is someone out there that, you know, probably has that content available to you because there's a lot of homeschooling families um, out there who have done amazing, amazing things.
0: Right, I mean if, if, if anything, there's more than we have time to actually even d- dive into. There's I mean, there's so many resources. It's just probably a matter of finding the ones that work specifically for you. And again, like you said, not to uh, beat a dead horse, but like you said, um, you know this is your your experience. This is your moment um, to to figure this out. Um, what works best for your kids. I mean, I personally am um, terrified and excited at the same time because I think, you know, there's some things that have been awesome about the public school system and awesome about this year and awesome about my children's teachers. And there's some things that if it were me, I would have done a little bit differently, you know? And so this is an awesome time to just sort of take the reins back as a parent and, you know, we've got them in our homes. Now we're, um, we're faced with this challenge and there are definitely, um, some awesome, I mean, many, 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 many resources out there to, to put together. One of the things I would love, if you wouldn't mind doing that, Kelly, um, sure. not to put any more on your plate cause you've given me so much of your time and been so, so generous with our audience. And I, I'm, I'm going to ask you in just a minute, um, um, for any last thoughts before we we wrap up, but um, would you mind putting together um, maybe just a quick list um, for us broken down by age, um, you know, or age-ish, um, you know, maybe, you know, like you said, your pre-K resources, and then your, you know, maybe first through third, and maybe fourth through fourth and fifth, like like, maybe break up some resources that you know, or if there's one that's really good for all the age groups, um, just so we can maybe um, start to look at this information um, and not be overwhelmed because I think many of us are, are looking at this like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I have a lot of research to do, when really in, in, there's, there's some really good resources out there that we can just focus on and, and, and start moving. Probably, sure, I'd be happy right? to do that. Thank you so much because I'll, I'll post those, um, you know, either in my show notes or or um, put them into a group or something of some some kind, and I'll be adding to that. So any last minute, um, I appreciate that, it, and and uh, I just put you on the spot there, so don't feel rushed <laughs> in, in putting that together. But yeah, just something super simple to kind of get us all all started. And I'm sure, like you said, um, you know, I don't want to be like frantic or freaking out. Um, I know that. In time, you know, within the ne- over the next few days, we're going to be getting um, probably resources from our schools and our teachers. But um, it'd be great, just even from the behavioral standpoint, and helping our kids, um, you know, just from the standpoint of listening to us and how to, um, you know. Uh, handle the schedule and the day and the routine and, and, and getting it together. I think any resources you've got like that, um, maybe that aren't even curriculum based. I'd love to just start there. Um, any, I, any last thoughts that you feel like are important for us to take away from this conversation? I'm sure it's not going to be our last conversation about this, but (laughs) I would love to just, you know, have a takeaway for this time.
1: Sure. Um, I would just really just like to emphasize, just to embrace this opportunity, um, scary things often lead to great things and you just have this amazing, um, time that you maybe weren't intending or even planning or even dreaming about, but now you have it. And just to really embrace it and enjoy the time with your kids and just, um, make it simple and make it fun and just make it a time that your family will just, um, remember and kind of celebrate that you had this opportunity, um, to, to share together. Um, I think that that is just such really the heart of homeschooling is just, you know, um, being able to just love on your kids in a way, um, in a new way, right. In a way that you haven't, um, maybe had that opportunity to do so or in, in, in in this kind of way before. And so I just really, um, hope that, um, parents can just embrace it and look at it as like just a positive um learning growing a uh, memory making um time with their kiddos.
0: Yeah, I love that Kelly. I really love that and it's it's also I feel like that's what um you know Lauren emphasized a lot when I talked to our friend Lauren Humphreys earlier. It's just the you know make it a great experience and um you know, I love all, I also love some of the sites and I won't go to get, get into that, but like, you know, when they talk about unlearning, um, because, you know, there are some things that they learn in school all day that they can never learn at home, um, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think we, we take for granted or we underestimate the power of, what they can learn from just being in, you know, learning in our home environment instead of just like coming home and being on screens or coming home and doing homework, um, right. the the role is going to change now, and they're going to be able to learn things at home, um, you know, that they weren't able to learn at school because there weren't there aren't enough hours in the day. So I love that. I didn't mention. I just now realized I forgot, but you kind of touched on this. Um, our mutual friend, Annabelle, um, had asked about, um, resources on YouTube, um, that help, like for helping with supplementing for homeschooling. I don't know if you use any personally, but I would love um, if you could list that when you send me your resources and I'll definitely put those in the show notes too.
1: Yes. And I mean, we, and I don't always go to just one um, site for that, but just real quick, cause it's amazing. There's a history teacher. I don't even know where he's from, but his name is Mr. Betts like b-e-t-t-s okay and he does like these um historical parodies to like modern day songs it's kind of like a weird ale tank but it's clean (laughs) but it's like all it's like all like related to like history so he's got like a boston tea party one and he's got like i mean he's just got they're just hysterical and so we often (laughs) go to those um most we're, we're not we're doing world history now so he doesn't have quite as many but like for american history he is like hysterically funny like i've even you know, showed my husband like, you know, during his work day. Like, you have to look at this. This is so funny. I um, love that. <laughs> but that that's the only one I can kind of think of off the top of my head. But um I'll kinda of look at my um I always write down like links and things in my planner and so I'll kinda of go back in and see which ones that we've like really enjoyed in the the websites or the YouTube um channels for those
0: I would so appreciate that. And I think everyone else would too. I mean, there are so many opportunities now. i I'm even seeing people posting about um, virtual museum tours. And um, uh, I think the Kennedy center put out something just recently um, with Mo Willems, the, the author is doing like doodle lunches with Mo, so Mo Willems. Yeah. And um, the it, there's, many resources now and I think they're going to be just we're going to be because um, we're all in this I mean this is not just a uh, one area this is every single family is yes. in this boat so um, I think there there's going to be more resources available than ever before um, in how to help your kids learn at home. So. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate your help with this today. It just helps us, I think, to relax and get our heads in the right space um, to realize we're not alone, and um, this can be a really great experience.
1: Absolutely. It's been so much fun. Thank you for um, having me.
0: Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.